This is the MLW Radio Network. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? It's your boy, Blackheart, the head honcho off the Top Roast Podcast. If you love independent and professional wrestling and like all the juicy gossip of the wrestling industry, then look no further than here, OTTR Headquarters. You can catch us on Facebook, Twitch, and Facebook groups, and whatever that you get your podcast from with our, with our latest Last Week of Wrestling, After Darts, Under Boss's Hard Taste, and now our new upcoming trivia game show, Wrestling Every, coming soon. So if you like what you've seen, you love professional wrestling, you love independent wrestling, you love everything about wrestling just yourself, give us a tune. You know, you would not regret it. Blackheart out. Everyone knows a lot of things can change in the span of 10 years. But when it comes to professional wrestling podcasting, one thing is still guaranteed. The Shining Wizards is the only place to get all the latest wrestling news, interviews with the greatest guests, and of course, tons of laughs in discussing the world of wrestling. The show is still available on Monday nights at 7 p.m. East on RantDMRadio.com and Rant Entertainment Media on the TuneIn app. And it's still available on all podcasting platforms. To check us out, head over to ShiningWizards.com where it's still wrestling talk and talk about wrestling. Are you tired of prediction shows? Do you want to fantasy book the companies? Does Bigfoot even really exist? If you answered yes to any of those questions, then check out the podcast that isn't a podcast. Every Tuesday and Thursday, the standing streamer stands and delivers as he and Vanessa talk about all that's going on in pro wrestling today. Plus, see in-depth conversations with people in and around the wrestling world as guests share their stories and insights about making it in the business. The Putting You Over Podcast. Putting your weeknights over every Tuesday and Thursday. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening and good night. My name is Thomas and what's your name? Uh, I'm Alan. Alan. Oh, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. We're brothers. That's right. Yeah, yeah the mother, same mother and father. Your room was... Oh, we shared a room. Shared a room. For we shared a room. Thought I knew your face. Yeah, we so go we... way back, mate. Yeah. yeah. We should do a podcast then. Uh, we have. We do. We do a podcast. We do a podcast. What's it called? The Broadcast. Yeah, that was planned. Yeah, yeah. Well, what do we do? Well, we cover all different things in the world of pop culture. We're talking about comic books. We're talking about professional wrestling, and we're talking about movies. Go back and watch classic retro wrestling events, the likes of WWE, WCW, and if you do like that, you can check us out on Apple iTunes, also on Podbean, Anchor, and on Podknife. Also, check us out on Twitter at the Broadcast. That's B R O. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Ending. Yeah, it's all right. Good on you. Yeah. Instagram also at the Broadcast Podcast. Remember, we don't spell it with a C, we spell it with a K. Sorry, mate. Take it easy. Two Heels and a Face Wrestling Podcast believes wrestling is a buffet. There's something there for everyone. These guys cover local Chicago indie scene, and all of their episodes can be found at twoheelsandaface.com. The number two heelsandaface.com
Welcome to another episode of Headlines brought to you by the MLW Radio Network and the Front Row Material brand for Thursday, September the 29th, 2022. Headlines is your one-stop shop podcast that brings you all the late-breaking news in the world of wrestling, whether it's WWE, AEW, Ring of Honor, or so many more. We're your daily podcast to make sure that you stay abreast of all the late-breaking news in the world of wrestling. With that being said, let's go ahead and let's get right to the headlines. Starting over on E-Wrestling News, Ryan Clark is writing in, Renee comments on getting to see John Moxley wrestling live. Now, during the latest edition of her Sessions podcast, Renee commented on getting to watch John Moxley wrestle live for the first time in nearly two years at AEW Dynamite Grand Slam. Now, this is what she had to say. I was out there for the Soraya stuff, and then John and Brian were out there immediately afterwards. I had not seen John wrestle in probably two years because, well, anytime I was there, I was with the baby, and I'd have to leave the building around 5 or 5.30. It was really nice to actually go to enjoy a show and to be a person right there who could see every Everything, but enjoy it also with everyone out there. Now, she also went on to say on her feelings on Chris Jericho and John Moxley's match on Dynamite. She would go on to say, I feel like Mox is one of those things that he just purely is great when it comes to being in the ring. He puts a lot of work in and he does a lot of things to stay sharp, continually has great matches, and he has great opponents. And I love to see him wrestle Jericho as well. Like he and Chris, Chris coming out as the Lionheart. I mean, who saw that coming? And who knew that we would be this great in 2022? Plus, it's a testament of Chris himself. Like any man, he continues to reinvent himself. If you'd like to find out more about what Renee had to say about watching her husband John wrestle and what kind of year he's been having in AEW, continue following E-Wrestling News and more information on that will be forthcoming. David Esposito is writing in today. He's saying that Jake Roberts is announcing that his autobiography is nearly complete. Now on the latest edition of the DDP Snake Pit Podcast, current AEW manager and WWE Hall of Famer, Jake the Snake Roberts said that his autobiography is nearly finished. Now according to Jake the Snake the book will be completed within the next month. Now, while talking to Conrad Thompson, Roberts said the following, and I quote, In fact, I snipped one of the things out I did today. You know what? I've done so much research. I paid him really well, and he got the information I needed. So I'm going to tell you right now, I'm going to be finishing the book within the next month. Now, Roberts also expressed that he thinks the book will be around 600 to 700 pages. He would also say, I'm doing it all on my own. I'm paying for all this as I go through, and I'm going to buy as many books as I can and then sell them off. I'll buy some more, but I'm not going to give away any of my books. We're looking, once again, around six to 700 pages. If you'd like to find out more about the soon-to-be-released autobiography of Jake the Snake Roberts, continue following E-Wrestling News and David Esposito. Ryan Clark is also writing in this out for E-Wrestling News. AEW is hyping National Scissoring Day on next week's episode of Dynamite. Now, during last night's episode of AEW Dynamite, the acclaimed and Daddy Ass, also known as Billy Gunn, made the announcement that next Wednesday is going to be National Scissoring Day. They'll be celebrating it on Dynamite. The official Twitter account of AEW hyped up the celebration by writing the following. Don't let anyone tell you that tweeting can't make a difference. Next week, it's going to be National Scissoring Day on AEW Dynamite. Now, last week, the company tweeted this. We are all allowed to make new holidays now, right? Because Scissor Me Daddy Ass should be on the top of that list. With more information on all of this in the big celebration that's scheduled for next week on Dynamite, continue following E-Wrestling News and Ryan Clark. 
Andrew Ravens is also writing in this hour for E-Wrestling News. The ratings are in for Wednesday's night's episode of AEW Dynamite. Wednesday's episode of Dynamite drew 990,000 fans. Now, that was down from the 1,039,000 fans it drew last week. Now, the show did a .34 in the key demos of 18 to 49, and that's down slightly from the .35 it drew last week. AEW Dynamite ranked number 9 in the top 150 shows for cable that night. Brandon Thurston of WrestleNomics reported it. Now, the show went up against heavy coverage of Hurricane Ian, which dominated the news. Now, the episode featured AEW World Champion John Moxley taking on New Japan Pro Wrestling Juice Robinson in a world title eliminator match. Now, Chris Jericho defended the Ring of Honor world title against Bandito, and interim women's champion Tony Storm defended against Serena Deeb, and more. Now, you can find out more about the ratings if you continue following Brandon Thurston and eWrestling News, as we will continue to give you more information on the weekly ratings. Andrew Ravens is also writing that Soraya says that she was a little rusty during her AEW Dynamite promo. Now, Soraya, formerly known as Paige, cut her first in-ring promo on Wednesday's episode of Dynamite. She also set up a lumberjack match for the championship. Now, in a Twitter post, she commented on the Tony Storm vs. Serena Deeb lumberjack match and noted that, yeah, she was a little rusty last night. She would go on to send a quote, on a good night, I'm so proud of the women yesterday. Not only did they get more than five minutes to have a match, it was the first ever lumberjack match. A woman on commentary, a good portion of the roster being showcased. That's a win, even if I myself was a little rusty. If you'd like to find out what she has to say, continue following her on all forms of social media, and we will continue to report all the things that she's doing now that she's officially signed in AEW. Thomas Lawson's writing in at this hour. Andrade El Idolo shares cryptic tweet, hashtag free El Idolo. What does this mean about the star? AEW wrestler Andrade has become the latest star to reference reports of talent leaving the promotion in a tweet. Now, earlier this month, Malachi Black confirmed that he requested his release from AEW, but was in fact denied. Now, he and Buddy Matthews are currently taking a hiatus from wrestling, with Black saying he will return to AEW in some time. However, on Twitter, Andrade shared a tweet with a hashtag free El Idolo. Now, many people are speculating if that is something that he is wanting to leave the company. However, no other overtures have been made to Tony Khan requesting any such release. For more information, continue following E-Wrestling News, and more information will be coming forward. Jim Ross says he assumes Soraya will wrestle in AEW at some point, he's just not sure exactly when. Thomas Lawson writes in, AEW commentator Jim Ross has joined the growing number of people who believe Soraya will compete in Tony Khan's AEW at some point in time. Now, keep in mind she hasn't wrestled since Boxing Day in 2017 when she suffered an injury at a WWE Live event. Now, the former WWE Divas Champion unfortunately had to retire in April of 2018, but she still remained hopeful that an in-ring career would still be down the road for her. Unfortunately, she departed WWE in July of this past year. Speaking on the Grilling JR podcast, Jim Ross said he's hopeful that she will wrestle again. This is the quote he had to say. Soraya will, I'm assuming she's going to be healthy enough at some point to wrestle. I don't know, but I'm assuming that she would be. Now, we'll just have to see. She's a positive addition, so that's a good sign for the women's division. It helps the women's division. I think she's a good hand and still is a good hand, so 
In time, we'll just have to see. Now, neither Soraya nor AEW President Tony Khan have confirmed or denied any reports if she will ever wrestle in the ring in AEW. A recent 22 has suggested that she will wrestle given the fact that she's being paid such as some large amount from AEW. With all this information, continue to follow eWrestling News, and we will keep you posted on the latest of the in-ring potential return of Soraya in AEW. Ryan Clark's also writing at this hour about the Young Bucks. The Young Bucks special shoes sell out, and we have more. The Young Bucks special shoe collection with Champ Sports has officially sold out. All Elite Wrestling took to Twitter on Wednesday to announce that the shoes, which were released on Wednesday, sold out immediately. You can check out the press release where they say the following on social media, sold out. Now, AEW Shop is now selling a new Soraya shirt. You can also now go ahead and pick that up over on shopaew.com. With more information on both, continue following eWrestling News, and more information will be coming forward. Ryan Clark's also reporting there's some special big matches that are going to be announced for next week's episode of Dynamite on TBS. Now, several matches have already been announced for next week's episode of AEW Dynamite, including MJF facing Wheeler Yuta. Now, you can check out the lineup of next week's Dynamite already. MJF will take on Wheeler Yuta. Darby Allin will take on Jay Lethal. Daniel Garcia and Brian Danielson take on Chris Jericho and Sammy Guevara. Luchasaurus is in action, and the Acclaim will be celebrating National Scissoring Day. For more information on all things AEW Dynamite, continue following eWrestling News, and we will give you more information. The ever-busy Ryan Clark is writing right now about John Moxley, and Luigi has returned to AEW. Now, during this week's episode of AEW Dynamite, John Moxley defeated Juice Robinson in the AEW World Title Elimination match. Now, Moxley was able to defeat Juice Robinson via submission to win the match. Now, there are some very interesting clips that are following online, but the NW Pro Wrestling, Noah and New Japan Pro Wrestling star definitely gave John Moxley a run for his money. Also on Dynamite, we saw Luigi Primo. He was back. He appeared part of the Jericho Appreciation Society to open the show. During the segment, Daniel Garcia slapped after Jericho presented him with a bucket hat, which then set off Daniel Garcia. What's going to be happening between the Jericho Appreciation Society members? Well, we'll just have to find out. More information on all this will be coming up next week on AEW's Dynamite. There are several matches that have been announced for this week's episode of Rampage. Now, All Elite Wrestling has announced that there is a bunch of matches that are going to be happening this Friday night. All Elite Wrestling has announced that several matches will be happening on Rampage, including a three-way tag team match. AEW World Tag Team Championship, The Acclaimed versus Private Party versus The Butcher and the Blade. Roosh will take on John Silver. Lee Moriarty will take on Fuego Del Sol. Jamie Hayter takes on Willow Nightingale. And we have a special appearance by Hook. For more information on all things Rampage, continue following AEW and continue following E-Wrestling News. Warner Brothers Discovery reportedly very happy that MJF is officially back in the fold. Now, reportedly, there are many signs that are pointing to a better relationship between AEW and the Discovery people. Fightful is reporting that several people within Warner Brothers Discovery are very happy that MJF has returned to the company. One person pointed out that AEW has actually been a consistent ratings success right now. It was also reported that MJF suggesting in a recent interview that he doesn't want to leave this house for quite a while, mostly due to the fact that 
He hopes to have a new contract, and he also has several close friends in AEW. Now, several roster members did learn that, in fact, the Joker in the casino ladder match was going to be MJF. MJF also remained in Los Angeles after his promo for meetings regarding some several Hollywood projects. If you'd like to find out more about MJF, continue following eWrestling News, and we will have more information on everything that is happening with him. If you're enjoying this podcast, remember Headlines is your one-stop shop podcast to bring you all the late-breaking news in the world of wrestling, whether it's AEW, WWE, Ring of Honor, Impact, or anywhere else. We're a daily podcast that drops every single day. We're absolutely free of charge, and once again, it's available anywhere where fine podcasts are made available. Let's jump over to the world of WWE. Ryan Clark's also writing in today that Robert Roode underwent recent orthopedic surgery. Now, what does this mean for the superstar. Robert Roode recently underwent medical treatment for an orthoscopic injury in Birmingham, Alabama. The WWE superstar took to Instagram to announce that he underwent treatment at the South Lake Orthopedic Facility in Alabama. He had to say the following, heading home after what is hoped to be a successful trip to Birmingham. Big thank you to Al- South Lake Ortro and Andrew Sports Medicine for taking great care of me, especially for the first class medical staff of Dr. Michael Ellerbush, Dr. Andrews Cordova and Dr. Charles Carnell. For more information on Robert Roode and more about his injury and his surgery, continue following eWrestling News and more information will be forthcoming. Mick Foley is also making news at this hour. Mick Foley talks his championship run. He praises the heartbreak kid Shawn Michaels for his work and so much more. David Esposito is writing in while speaking on his podcast Foley is Pod, the hardcore wrestling legend discussed his championship run in WWE. Foley said that he didn't feel the same amount of pressure due to his status as a transitional champion. He also recalled Sean the Heartbreak Kid Michaels work during the championship runs in the 1990s. Now, feeling pressure as champion, this is what Foley had to say. There was a lot of pressure on me as champion. The pressure that I didn't feel because I was looked at as a transitional champion. I'll argue that I was the greatest. I mean, I was the Bret Hart of transitional champions, right? The best there is, the best there was, and the best there ever will be, just like he always likes to say. But I never had to carry the company on my back, where Sean did. There's a lot of mental fatigue that goes on when it comes to something like that. And if you were the champion, you were out there representing the company. You were at public appearances, early morning radio stations, and all those types of things. So when we knew we were going to get back together, he was really open to doing business outside the box. Now, he continues talking about Shawn Michaels and what his runs were like champion in the 90s. He said this, As an in-ring performer, Shawn Michaels was just exceptional, just incredible. And if anything, I only went out there to make sure that I could wrestle the best wrestler of the generation, which I defined by a monthly pay-per-views. Clearly, we are in the generation with monthly pay-per-views as a big tool for a measuring stick. I never had any crosswords with him at all during my time there. I understood that he could be a problem. Other people had said that, but I'd never experienced it. I think it's a credit to him that he was so open to my ideas, and he actually welcomed them, because at the time, the championship was still the one that was carrying the company. If you'd like to go ahead and find out more about what he has to say about the heartbreak kid Shawn Michaels and what was like during that time when he was champion, continue following eWrestling News and more news will be coming forward. Sami Zayn is posting a picture of himself with a goat, and the boogeyman says again he's interested in returning to WWE. Sami Zayn took to Twitter earlier today to post a video of himself next to a real-life goat. For the unaware, the term goat in any sport 
refers to the greatest of all time as an acronym. You can follow him at Sami Zayn on social media and see the very interesting tweet that he posted. WWE superstar Drew McIntyre recently visited Children's Hospital of San Antonio, Texas. You can also check out all the photos that are there on WWE Community and you can follow them on Twitter. Former WWE superstar The Boogeyman took to Twitter to campaign for WWE to bring him back to TV. Now it should be noted that he's wearing a WWE Network hat in the photo and this is what he had to write on social media. Bring Boogeyman back to TV. With more information on all this, continue following e-wrestling news. And more information on whether or not we'll see the Boogeyman back in the WWE will be forthcoming. David Esposito is writing in, former writer Brian Gerwitz recalls Vince McMahon firing Michael Cole. Now, former WWE writer Brian Gerwitz is fondly remembered for his contributions to the WWE during the Attitude Era. Gerwitz is still involved with wrestling these days. He works as a producer alongside Dwayne The Rock Johnson on the television show The Young Rock and Tales from the Territories. Now, he also wrote a book that he recently published called There's Just One Problem. True Tales from the former one-time, seventh most powerful person in WWE. And Inside the Ropes, she had a funny anecdote about when Vince McMahon fired Michael Cole. Gerwitz said, Michael Cole had a bit of a verbal tick, which resulted in a longtime commentator ending every sentence with the word now. Now, to try this correct, Vince McMahon would then fine Cole every time he heard him say it. Gerwitz explained, he would also go on to say in a quote, we all have our verbal ticks. Announcer Michael Cole used to say the word now at the end of every sentence. Jeff Hardy into the ropes now. Vince then took it upon himself to fire Cole and then fine him every single time he said the word now. Now, sure enough, he wasn't going to fire him from the company, but fining him money was the next best thing Vince thought he could do to help get rid of the verbal tip. Well, Cole eventually stopped doing it. Vince McMahon then resigned most recently as chairman of CEO of WWE in late July, amid a storm of sexual allegations, non-disclosure agreements, and hush money that was paid to many former employees. Fans who are interested can order a copy of Gerwitz's book as it is available right now. For more information, continue following eWrestling News, and more information about it will be forthcoming. Ryan Clark's also writing in about Ken Shamrock. Ken Shamrock reveals who he'd like to fight in the pit, and Candice LeRae has a birthday and she turns 37. Former WWE superstar Ken Shamrock recently responded to a fan on Twitter who asked who he would like to face, past or present, in a fight pit match. Shamrock named Kurt Angle, who is past, Brock Lesnar, who is present, and his picks, well, you can find them all if you follow him on his social media at Shamrock Ken, which is anywhere on social media. And a big happy birthday goes out to Candice LeRae as she turns 37 years young. WWE took to Twitter to wish her a very happy birthday. With more information on both of these stars, continue following eWrestling News and more information will be forthcoming. Sean Waltman, formerly known as X-Pac in the WWE, talks about a DX reunion and Billy Gunn's potential involvement. David Esposito is writing, Billy Gunn might be contractually obligated to AEW as an on-screen performer and backstage coach, but he still has ties in WWE. This coming Monday, Degeneration X will mark their 25th anniversary as they will reunite on Raw. Sean Waltman, one of the former stablemates in the group, 
won't rule out the possibility of an appearance by the current daddy ass. Speaking during the Xbox Live Q&A on ad-free shows, Waltman talked about the possibility of Billy Gunn appearing on the upcoming show on Raw. Waltman will also be on the show alongside Triple H, Road Dogg, and Shawn Michaels. Now, Waltman had the following thoughts to say regarding whether or not he could see Billy Gunn coming back. I don't think that it's impossible completely to rule out of the question. It just seems like the whole idea might have been better done if it was done a few months ago. For more information on the Degeneration X celebration that will be happening this upcoming Monday Night on Raw, continue following eWrestling News and more information will be coming. Ronda Rousey is also making news at this hour. Ronda Rousey on her expectations for the Philly crowd at Extreme Rules. Now, as eWrestling News reported, Ronda Rousey hopes for Bray Wyatt's return to WWE, but that wasn't the only tidbit she shared during her YouTube gaming channel streaming session. Rousey also opened up about what her expectations for the Philadelphia crowd will be next weekend. Rousey will be taking on Liv Morgan for the SmackDown Women's Championship at the event on October the 8th. During her most recent live stream, she stated, It's like a heel crowd. They've been a bunch of haters on me before. They can be really hostile in Philadelphia. I don't really get excited about it. I get focused, but all right, I'm not going to let them mess with you. It's that kind of thing. You have to have that mindset when you go into Philly. Sometimes they're going to be really stoked to have you there, and sometimes they're like, Rhonda's the Antichrist, and we hate her. If you'd like to find out more about what Ronda Rousey had to say about her upcoming match with Liv Morgan on October the 8th for the WWE Women's Championship, continue following eWrestling News, and more information will be forthcoming. The widely known Booker T has taken once again to the airwaves to react to the return of the fight pit at WWE Extreme Rules. Ryan Clark's writing in at this hour. During the latest edition of his Hall of Fame podcast, WWE Hall of Famer Booker T commented on the return of the fight pit match, which will once again be happening at WWE Extreme Rules, and it will be a worked match. Now on the return of the match. I'm all about trying to create new things and putting Riddle in his own zone where he's more comfortable. Hopefully Riddle will be, at the end of the day, able to lean on what he does best. Now my thing is, this is still pro wrestling. When you put on a pro wrestling show, you gotta bring out all the stops, man. You gotta pull out everything. And this match, I can see it going one of two ways. It can either be really good or it can be really bad. I'm always about challenging different stars and seeing exactly what I can get out of them and what they can bring. Now, Booker T also commented on the challenge of having a match such as this. Guys in the ring, they can bounce off the ropes. Now, you can't do that kind of stuff in a cage because there are no ropes. It's going to be a little different for the guys in there. So we're going to have to see how this all plays out. No ropes, no jumping off anything. So yeah, we're just going to have to see where this goes. For more information, continue following eWrestling News and more information about the big pay-per-view event, Extreme Rules, will be coming forward soon. Tommaso Ciampa is making news at this hour. He's talking about working on the main roster and how much he appreciates now being able to work with somebody like The Miz. David Esposito is writing in at this hour. Tommaso Ciampa was first brought to WWE's main roster. Many fans were dismayed by his utilization. Now, he was brought up with a tag team with Johnny Gorgano, despite the fact that they were still feuding on NXT, which confused someone. And neither man seemed to have the full support of the creative team. Now, Ciampa would then go back to NXT for some time, and now he finds himself back on the Raw roster. Now, Ciampa opened up to Russell Rance Graham Matthews over SummerSlam weekend this past summer to talk 
about his time on the main roster, working with The Miz and so much more. Now, what was like being moved back to the main roster after previously being there? Yeah, I'm loving it so far. There's a lot of freedom that comes with being on the main roster as far as travel goes. There's a lot of new opponents. Live events have been a blast. I just stepped out there with AJ Styles for the first time a couple of weeks ago, and that was awesome. And there's so much more opportunities up here right now. I'm so excited to be on the main roster and see what's going to come. Now, he also commented on making the most of his time on TV. He would go on to say, and I quote, It just comes with reps and experience. I think maturity-wise and where I am in my personal life and my career, it's the right time right now. It's the right time for me. It's my MO. It's slowly burning. And it's not like I walked into NXT one day and became champion. There were guys like Johnny Gargano who I had to go against, who weren't signed, who were just trying to prove themselves. And I had matches back there with Tyler Breeze and Bull Dempsey and so many more. And it's the same thing. You just got to keep chipping away, chipping away. And all of it's going to turn out sometime. So I'm just happy that I'm able to apply that same formula from NXT back on the main roster. Now, discussing his famous DIY versus the Revival match from TakeOver Brooklyn, this is what Champa had to say. Yeah, it's weird how quickly time goes by in life. It's like a blink. I actually celebrated four years ago winning my NXT title. And at the same time, I had my daughter four years ago. So, you know, three years and ten months ago, which is basically four years, it all went by so fast. It feels like an eternity ago. And it feels like in just a blink of an eye in the same breath. You just try to enjoy each moment, just like wrestling. It's a process, but it's something I've always loved. I love what wrestling does. We tell stories, and I love that. I've been wrestling for over 18 years now, creating my own story, and I feel like I've done a pretty good job being a part of that. And time on my main roster was, in fact, a big deal. During SummerSlam, being on the main roster was much different than it was with NXT when we were doing takeovers. It's been a blast this week. Like, I've got to participate in a lot of cool community outreach stuff, and that's been awesome. I brought my wife and Willow with us, and that's been great. Now, Champa would also talk about his time working with The Miz and what it's been like. He would go on to say, I'm a huge fan too of him. Like, you know, it's kind of easy for me to talk about, hey, two-time Grand Slam champion, you got the main event WrestleMania, you are the main wrestler, and you've been in the trenches with everybody. And you know what? It's great, and I have to appreciate someone like The Miz. That dude has faced adversity, hasn't overcome so much, and it's been so organic with him. It's been really simple. He just does his best out there, and you know what? That's what I'm going to do, especially tomorrow when we debut our new gear. There's a lot of stuff that I really want to do, and I feel like we can keep the audiences captivated. Now, Champa would also corner Miz for his match against Logan Paul at the biggest party of SummerSlam, and Miz, although he came up short, still has the support from him. For more information, continue following eWrestling News. We'll have more information about Tomasa Ciampa and The Miz as times go forward in WWE. David Esposito is also writing at this hour, Randy Orton testifies in WWE 2K Tattoo Trial. Now, David Esposito writes, Randy Orton hasn't been on WWE television lately, but the Viper is still making headlines. Orton testified for over three hours in a court yesterday and a jury trial over a lawsuit currently underway because Orton's tattoo artist wants some rights to the tattoos because they are shown on his caricature inside a video game. Tattoo artist Catherine Alexander is suing WWE, Take-Two Interactive Software, 2K Games Incorporated, 2K Sports, Visual Concepts Entertainment, Ukes, and Ukes LA Inc. 
before the U.S. District Court in Southern District of Illinois. It was originally filed in April 2018. The lawsuit alleges that tattoos done on Randy Orton's bod are Alexander's own designs, and therefore she owns those rights. She contends that the defendants, the 2K group, used her images without her permission and have infringed on her copyrights by using the tattoos in the video game. Now the trial is still ongoing. For more information, continue following David Esposito, and more information about what's going to be happening in this trial will be forthcoming. Rhea Ripley is making news at this hour. Rhea Ripley discusses the online reactions that she's getting with her antics with Dominic. During a recent interview with Metro UK, the Judgment Day's Rhea Ripley commented on the reactions her antics have had online and what it's like working with Damien Priest. Now, on the antics that she's received online, Oh, I've seen them, she would go on to say. Being a menace is the thing I most enjoy. I love every second of picking on everyone. I mean, I really relish in it. I really do. I enjoy every second, especially knowing how worked up everyone gets about what I do. That just drives me to being more of a menace in any way that I can. Yeah, I love it, and guess what? I'm enjoying it. She also talked about what it's like working with Damien Priest. She would go on to say, I think it's just creative what he comes up with. I don't know if you've seen the interviews he's done or stuff he's done online. I don't know if you really look at that stuff because we both talk about it and we've done so many different interviews and spoken on how we feel. But at least I know. I haven't brought it up to him all the time. But you know what? Priest really has it. And I really respect Priest. He's just really good at what he does. Now, on how much fun she's having right now in the Judgment Day group, she would go on to say, It's insane. I get along with all the boys so very well. Priest's been good friends for a very long time. We've always talked about wanting to do an intergender tag team together, and it was so similar, the way we work. I wore my dude's gear, and I lost my gear. That's how similar we are. It's really cool being there with the boys and just getting out there and having fun and working. It's been great. For more information on all this, continue following eWrestling News, and more information on the group and Rhea Ripley will be forthcoming. Backstage rumors on WWE's reveal of the White Rabbit. Now, many WWE fans are wondering if they will eventually see a payoff to the White Rabbit. One of the more interesting angles in pro wrestling right now is in WWE's White Rabbit mystery. Fans have seen the QR code that links to videos all teasing the reveal of an unknown featured character in the WWE Universe. Now, the song White Rabbit has also been played in arenas during commercial breaks, which was also having the blacked-out lights. Many have speculated this would mean the return of Bray Wyatt. Now, a report from Fightful shed some new light on WWE's plans for the White Rabbit reveal. According to a report, those who are in the know claim that reveal of the White Rabbit will take place next weekend at Extreme Rules. Now, it isn't known whether the performer behind the White Rabbit will appear at that point in time or not, but the report does go on to state that not everyone was sold on the QR codes, and they haven't always been used in angles. However, not only the codes have been successful, they feel, they've garnered even more buzz backstage because some people don't know if Bray's coming in or not. The report also noted, for the most part, WWE creative team has been hands-off with all of this. Most people backstage are unsure about the variations, the small details, the idiosyncrasies, and who's even been involved with any of this. Now, within WWE, very few are privy to the plans of the White Rabbit and how the angle is going to continue and eventually play out. Now, as noted, many believe this will lead to the return of Bray Wyatt, who was seemingly released 
in July of 2021. For more information, all this continue following e-wrestling news, and we will have the most latest on the White Rabbit and if any more news comes out about the potential of bringing Bray Wyatt back. Ryan Clark is staying busy. He's writing, Goldberg reveals who his toughest jackhammer was and some interesting information. During a recent appearance on WWE's The Bump, WWE Hall of Famer Goldberg named that The Big Show was the toughest person he ever had to jackhammer. Goldberg says Big Show didn't like being upside down, which made it even more difficult. Now, this is what Goldberg had to say. It was very easy. The Big Show, anyone who weighs 525 pounds, he weighed over 500 when I tried to jackhammer him the first time. And a little piece of information most people don't know. Well, you can probably guess, but a guy like that doesn't like to be upside down. And when we were in the main event of house shows, we were going from town to town putting on our matches, and we were literally bell to bell, town to town, putting these matches literally all the time. And we would come out, and he would do the choke, Charles Robinson, and then I'd get him for doing the choke slam. I'd get up, and I would go ahead and do it. You know what? I would spear him, I would jackhammer him, and you know what? I would pin him before the bell would ring. And every night in every city we did these shows, and people were on their feet. I could hold him in the air as long as I could to make him feel a little uncomfortable, make Big Show feel a little vulnerable, because how often do you get to do this to a giant? But I will tell you, he was the hardest person I ever had to hoist up. Now, what it was like on jackhammering Big Show and Nitro? Oh, absolutely number one. That was my best jackhammer. There's no question about it. For him to allow me to do that to him was unbelievable. And it shows his athleticism. I mean, there's no question. It, the Big Show is just so, so strong. But his ability to be upside down and to allow himself to be in that position, that just shows you how athletic he truly is. With more information on... Goldberg and whether or not we will see him again in the WWE universe. Continue following e-wrestling news and more information will be coming forward. WWE has some significant plans for a specific WWE superstar. Andrew Ravens is writing in at this hour. The Judgment Day has been booked as a top faction since its creation with now former leader Edge. Now after Finn Balor turned heel and kicked Edge out of the group to align with Rhea Ripley and Damian Priest, the booking of the group really hasn't changed. Now according to WrestleVotes reported today, Earlier news says that they have big plans for Finn Balor. In fact, they have significant plans. WrestleVotes would go on to say, I'm told that significant plans are lined up for ben ba Finn Balor in the future. I don't know exactly what those plans are at this moment, but he is a strong favorite for the new leadership of that group. Expect Finn to play a big role in the foreseeable future in WWE. Now, at next Saturday night's Extreme Rules pay-per-view from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, Balor is slated to take on Edge in an I Quit match. For more information on all of this, continue following e-wrestling news and more information about Finn Balor, Judgment Day, and the big pay-per-view coming up on Extreme Rules will be coming forward. Andrew Ravens is also writing in about Melina. Melina's making news. She said, I never looked down on my time in WWE, especially being a diva. Now, Melina was a top star in WWE, and she was very up for getting a bad rap. Now, Melina, Beth Phoenix, Michelle McCool, and others worked hard to change the women's division for many, many years after it was known as a Divas match. Now, Melina would hold the championship twice and also be a former three-time women's champion. Now, speaking to MCW Backstage Pass, Melina shared her beliefs that everyone who held the WWE Divas Championship actually did their best. Here's what she said. It's a weird thing because divas get tied up with all this model search stuff 
And it's not all about that. That's the hard part. The term diva is thought of more as a model, and it's not even that. Well, kind of, maybe. But regardless, each woman who held that title did their best. They gave it their all. Maybe blame the diva search stuff on all of that, but you can't blame them for coming into the company. It was like tough enough. You can't blame the people who did tough enough. And that's how I feel that it was with the diva search. These are all comments coming from Melina. Now, Melina said she wouldn't change the era whatsoever when it came to divas, but she did have a unique perspective. She would go on to say, I feel like I got a great perspective during that time. Now, I'm not going to change my look, or nor am I going to look down at my time during then. Everyone's like, okay, do you wish that you were in a different era, that you had other opportunities? And I say no, I love what I went through for the fact that that is my perspective and that's what it made me. Sometimes I'll meet women who have all the opportunities in the world and they're athletic and they got all the right tools and they just don't care about psychology and they don't have the heart and they want to have everything given to them. I try to explain to them that it's in one ear and out the other. I had conversations with them. I've worked with women who were models and not wrestling at all. And they didn't have wrestling ability, but they still could be taught. They worked harder and they had more passion and they conveyed a lot more emotion. They were so much more into their matches because they were hungry and they wanted to learn. You can't teach that. That's just something that someone has inside them. I look at the girls who are models and they did have heart and they did try their very best during that time. Unfortunately, sometimes you get looked at as just a diva. If you'd like to read more about what Melina had to say about the divas era, continue following e-wrestling news and more information will be coming forth. That's going to do it the headlines for today, Thursday, September 29th, 2022. Remember, Headlines is your one-stop shop podcast that brings you all the late-breaking news in the world of wrestling. Whether it's WWE, AEW, New Japan, Ring of Honor, or Impact, we're here on a daily to make sure that you don't have to waste your time looking up things on the web or on your phone. It's a podcast that's free anywhere podcasts are made available. With that being said, my name is Mike Freeland, and I hope to catch you on the next episode of Headlines. My name is Mike Freeland, and if you're looking for an exciting wrestling podcast to add to your library, then look no further than the Front Row Material brand. Each and every week, I sit down with some of the most exciting superstars in the world of wrestling, from upcoming stars in the indies to dedicated veterans of the squared circle. I also host a daily podcast called Headlines, which gives you the updated information on all your favorite superstars in all your favorite promotions, giving you not only the backstage look, but also what are the industry experts saying about things. And finally, join myself and my my executive producer, The Rit, where we talk about everything in the world of professional wrestling all across the landscape, from storylines to interviews to what's happening and what we think is going to be happening the next time you turn on your TV. Don't miss it. It's the Front Row Material brand brought to you by the MLW Radio Network. The